Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We are going to continue in this amazing series on Acts. Haven't you just loved the series of Acts, how we are just seeing how the new church, how Peter and John and how the disciples, we're getting so many snippets. But do you know what I love? We're just not reading the Bible for reading the Bible. So we're getting so many practical points of how we should be living our life out. So um, Pastor Julian has asked me to preach on this verse in Acts 4, and it should come up very shortly, and I'm going to read it to you. As they prayed, the earth shook beneath them, causing the building that they were in to tremble. Each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit, and they proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. In Acts 6, it says, going everywhere, preaching. I don't know about you, but if you're reading through Acts, can't you see the change in Peter? Peter was the one who hoofed it off when they were going to crucify Jesus. He was like, oh, I'm just going to leave now. But this time now he's preaching, he's boldly in where the Sadducees and the Pharisees are. He's standing, he's not running anymore. There's a boldness about him. So tonight, today, I want to talk to you how to become fearless in a fear-fueled world. Boldness and fearlessness was their mark of the act of the church in Acts. They weren't intimidated by the Pharisees. But they also knew it was a scary time to live. They'd seen Jesus crucified. They'd seen other things going on. But they were not scared at all. In fact, they rejoiced. So I'm going to pray, then I've got some experts who are going to tell you what they think about being brave, having courage, and being fearless. So let's just pray. Holy Spirit, I really pray for every single person here that, Holy Spirit, their hearts will be open. I know that you have a word for each person here. I know you want to break some strongholds of fear over people's lives. You are so passionate as a father to see people set free. So right now, I pray against any distractions, any thoughts that be going through people's minds, that they will just hear the pure word from of God. Father God, I pray that as I speak, it's all of you, none of me, all of you, none of me. And I just pray that through this preach, you are glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Okay, guys, you ready? These are some experts. They're amazing. You need to listen to these people. It means do something that you're really scared of. If you have tough neck. I think it means doing stuff out of your comfort zone. If you're scared of something and you're very... and you just get on with it. Being resilient and helping others when they need help. Um, I try and try and try and I don't give up. Don't listen to what other people say. If they say you can't do something, just ignore them and be like, yeah, I can do this. I rule the world. (laughs) Don't you just love it? I think my favourite one is that I just try 
and try and try again. I think that is brilliant. So they are the experts, just to give you some idea of what being fearless and brave is. But I want to ask you, how would you describe... Sorry, as I just get all this sorted out. How would you describe a fearless person? And obviously, I've looked in the dictionary. So here's some words to throw out of you. If you're thinking fearless, I'm not getting that. Fearless is audacious. Fearless is brave. Fearless is dauntless. Fearless is hardy. Fearless is intrepid. Fearless is bold. Fearless is daring. That is what we're called to be, church. We are called to be a fearless person. But do you know something? The devil wants to stop us. He wants to stop everything that you're called to do. So he comes along with this enemy called fear and he throws it all out at us. I want you to know what your enemy is. Because sometimes when you know what your enemy is, then you can deal with it. So I am going to go into a little bit of what fear is. And I know sometimes it's going to sound a little bit negative, but I want all of you to know what fear is. Because sometimes, and I've done it too, you can make excuses and you can say, oh, that's not fear. That's because of this. But actually, it's fear. And we're going to hit, hit fear on the head today. Are you with me? Are you sure you're with me? You're with me. You want to see some breakthroughs. You want to get out of fear. So you need to know your enemy. What is fear? A universal human experience that can be debilitating and restrict personal growth. Anybody want any of that? Uh-uh, I don't want any of that. A columnist, columnist was asked what was the most common problem in her reader's life. She replied, fear. People are fearful of losing their health, their wealth, their loved ones. People are afraid of life itself. Do you know what? Fear will control you. Fear will torment you. Fear takes away your joy. But the good news is, this morning, you're going to break through. If you're starting to tick those boxes, we're going to see you break through and come free of fear. What are the consequences of fear? Fear of failure. Don't try new things. Oh, I don't want to try that because I might fail. Because I failed 20 years ago, so I could fail again. So no, 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 I do not want to try that at all. Fear of people and maybe not being accepted, that suddenly you're not yourself. And you know when you do that, when suddenly maybe you put on a different voice and hello, everybody, that landed drenchery voice, that's what it is. Hello, everybody, my name's Sally. Yes, 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 yes. That's not me. But I want to be accepted because I have a fear, because I want people to like me. It's a consequence. Fear of the future. You don't enjoy life today. So, so important to be in present. Today is Father's Day. You fathers, you enjoy today. Stop thinking about Monday and, oh, what's going to happen on Monday? Oh, my goodness, how the work's going to be. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Enjoy today. Today is to be enjoyed, be present in today. Do not let fear take away your life and your today. And fear of failure. 
stops you ever trying. It's a great strategy of the devil to stop Christians and churches. We just get caught up in fear. So, oh, no, I don't want to try that. No, no, I don't want to do this. And that's what the devil, he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He does not want any of you to realize what that destiny is. He doesn't want you even to move into your destiny. He doesn't want this church to grow. Let's be real. There is a real enemy out there. And one of his strategies is fear. And can I be as bold and please forgive me, there are some of you sitting here who need a huge breakthrough from fear. And today, can I say, is your day that you can break free. The devil wants to cripple us with fear. Dr. Caroline Leaf, who is an amazing Christian, but she's something very clever in the science and with brains. I don't know the full word, but she's clever, very clever. She says that fear triggers more than 1,400 known chemicals and physical responses and activates more than 30 different hormones and neurotransmitters. That's not good, okay? If you don't understand, that's not good, okay? Just to let you know. Fear is the root of our stress. Can I just say, if you're feeling stressed, go back, start thinking, what is causing this stress? I can tell you it'll be fear. Every single time, it's fear. The root of your stress, if you're a stressed person here, is fear. And there is a key to get rid of the fear, and that's Jesus. What, when fear causes, this is, this is horrible, right? When fear causes a chronic stress reaction in us, it actually marinates our body in chemicals that can be harmful in large amounts. This is unhealthy and threatening to our physical well-being. Okay, that's the end of giving you all the knowledge on fear. I hope you've got it. Fear is not good. Fear is part of the stress. If you're getting headaches, maybe back pain, it is probably due to stress and fears. And you, and I know, I just know, I know that there are going to be breakthroughs this morning. People being able to get through, choose to break through out of fear. Because we've done the negative, I now need to proclaim something. Fear does not come from God. Fear does not come from God. Fear does not come from God. I want you to turn to the person on your left and your right, and you tell them, fear does not come from our God. It says in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God will never give you the spirit of fear. But the Holy Spirit, who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. If you don't know that verse, or maybe you've got a bit bored with the verse, can I tell you, don't. Declare it daily, because there is a daily battle in our lives with fear. God does not give us fear. Does not give us the spirit of fear. I want to tell you a story about something that happened to me and in our family where I could feel fear coming up quite strongly within me and how God really dealt with me. And I hope you might be able to take something away from it. It was 2020, it was COVID time, and everything was shut down. 
And my husband came home, and he had a bad headache, and it was getting worse, and suddenly I realised he had quite a bad fever, and it started escalating really, really, really quickly, and I won't go into all the details. So I suddenly thought, I think I'm going to have to ring 111. Just to tell you, I've never done that before in my life. My husband is so healthy. My kids are older. We, we just don't do that. So I rang 111, to which the lady said, is that your husband moaning in the background? I said, yes, he's in a lot of pain. She said, you need to get him in to hospital right now. She said, you don't have any time. Get him to A&E now. I'll be waiting for you. So it took a lot of effort, but I got my husband into the car. He really didn't want to go. I went into my uh, sort of like, come along, we're going to get headmistress mode. Come on, quick, 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 go. And because I was working, I didn't have that time to think about it. So we got into A&E, rushed straight through, blood tests were going on and everything. I had spoken to my older son, who suddenly appeared too, which was lovely. But there was this one moment, and I want you just to picture it, that I was walking and suddenly everybody came from everywhere and they said, it's bacterial meningitis, he needs to come in. Remember we're in COVID, remember we're in COVID. So I said, oh, okay then. And say the doors are there, they're pulling him out on a, wheel, on a wheelchair. Um, there's doctors, as they're pulling him, they're putting IVs in him and everything. And I start walking with him to which... I can't do, but I haven't processed that. In my mind, I'm thinking, the fear's coming up. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this might be the last time I see my husband. And I'm battling with this fear. I'm battling with this fear. And this is all going in like a tiny second. And as I walk through, I look up and I think, I'm not allowed to go with him because it's COVID. I can't go. To which my older son brings his arms around me and holds me tightly from my back. And at that moment, the Holy Spirit said, that's your son, but my arms around you at this moment. Your husband will be well. And he is. And he is. But that's what I want, those arms and those moments of fear. God is there. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Yes, fear can come, but God has the antidote for it. And we're going to talk more about that in a minute. We need a source of faith as well to combat this fear. And I've got two Bible verses that should come up. You'll know them. But do you really know them? As a Christian, can I just be honest with you? Sometimes it's very easy to reel off these Bible verses, but you need to know that you know. I think Pastor Julian does it. Do you know that in your Noah or something? Doesn't he? He's preached on that. But do you really know these verses? Because when it happens, you need to know these verses. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on you with my righteous right hand. Second one, be strong and do not be afraid. Be very careful to do all the things that Moses commanded you to do. Then everything will go well with you. Everywhere that you go, stand on those verses. If you don't know those verses, take a picture of them behind me now. Just take, just get those verses into your spirit as you fight this fear-fueled world. So, where do we start? I've got some little uh, bits from some people. It's this, these aren't from Christians. This was from fearless people and how they conquer fear. I'm going to do the Christian bit for, uh, in a little while. 
Fearless people conquer fear. They respect fear. Can I say too, there's sometimes a healthy fear that you need to be fearful of, but it's healthy. It's not the (gasps) fear at all. We need to be aware that there's a healthy fear of fire. There's a healthy fear of crossing the road. Maybe healthy fear of riding a motorbike without a helmet on. You know, that sort of thing. They're not stressy at all. I don't know if that's a word for somebody. If there's a mother and father nudging their son, sorry. I just don't know. Anyway, um, they understand the mechanics of fear. I've told you the mechanics of fear this morning. You know what fear does to your body. You know how bad it is. You know that the, the chemicals that go on. You know that your body's marinated. It brings stress. And you know how bad it is. You know now. You can't say, oh, it's only a little bit of fear. You know what it's doing to you. uh, Fearless people conquer fear by they explore the origin of their fear. You need to know, why are you fearful about this? Because sometimes there's a historical reason. What is it that's making you fearful? Just don't look at the fear, but go back. Find the root cause. What is making you fearful? Is it some failures? Is it some unhealthy people who have been around your life? Is it some experiences? Because you need to deal with them. They also, they focus on building confidence. For us as a Christian, that's praying. That's reading our Bible. That's praise and worship. That's singing and praying in the Holy Spirit. And then these fearless people, they take action despite their fear, not because of it. So again, just do it. And they're not afraid to ask for help. So that's something that I just found on the internet about fearless people saying why they're fearless. But we've got something better. We've got Jesus. But we can still learn from that. And a lot of that is actually very biblical. So I thought of some people who you might think are fearless. If I was doing a training now, I'd ask you to shout out names of fearless people. So I'm probably not going to mention the people that you think are fearless. I've just done a few. So some fearless people, Rosa Parks, fearless. Martin Luther King, fearless. Murray Curie, fearless. Emily Pankhurst, fearless. Maybe men and women in our military forces through the war or just now, they're fearless. But what about some explorers? You know, Sir Ralph Fiennes, who's got awards for endurance, gone up Everest, and you, know, you don't know he's going to come back. Fearless. Also, can I just mention men and women who are disadvantaged through birth, through health and disability? These are fearless people. The person I want to just... Uh, just sort of just stop on is this woman and if you've got if you've got Disney Plus you may know about her just saying her name is Meep guys and she is the woman who held hid Anne Franks her husbands and some Jews in Denmark she did an amazing job just to hide these people if you don't understand what Nazism was it was evil It didn't care. It would kill. She was, by what she was doing, she would have been executed. They'd probably just taken her out in the street and shot her. Because the whole thing was to kill every Jew. 
And Disney has this story at the moment about her life. They do say there's bits of it that aren't quite true because they've dram dramatised it. You know, they always have to do that thing. But I've actually looked into her life and she is an amazing woman who, just an ordinary woman, who decided, do you know what? I'm going to be fearless. I'm going to do something bold. I'm going to help others. I'm going to do this. But what Disney's done, they've called it a small light because that's what she said. With everything that was going on with Nazism, she was just a small light. But do you know what? Each one of you can be a small light. Why, if we all rose up to be a small light, not to live in fear, but live in light? Because I don't know about you, but I know that when we have a small light, darkness cannot be in the light. And if we were all a small light, how much darkness could move out of our communities? How much darkness could come out of our families? How much darkness could come out of our works? But even more, if we all stood as one, that small light would become a huge light as we are bold, as we are courageous, as we are fearless like those men in Acts. Perfect love casts out all fear. And I don't know you, if you're a mom, and obviously we've got some dads here, you know perfect love casts out fear. What you would do for your kids, what I have done for my kids, what I have done when I've been fearful. And they go, Mom, wouldn't you like to do this? I'm like, oh, I wouldn't like to do it. Yeah, let's go. I'm like, oh my goodness, I've got that funny feeling in my tummy. But do you know what? They're my kids. I'm going to do it. And I know I've got that feeling inside of me. But what if I had that feeling for every other person? Because we're meant to love others. What about those people in that community? If I had that love for others, that's what Paul had, Peter had when he preached so boldly. He had a love for others because he was so passionate about seeing them know salvation and let them know about Jesus that it didn't matter. It did not matter. Because he loved them. And if we actually loved people as much, that fear of maybe talking up and telling somebody about Jesus, that fear of maybe praying in a small group, that fear of maybe answering the phone and talking to somebody on the phone, they would all go and the boldness and the courage would come upon you. Love for others and Jesus should motivate us to live a fearless life. Small acts can lead you down the road towards global acts of courage, boldness, and fearlessness. So what small things can you do? I've just got some really silly things. If you're sitting there and thinking, well, how, how do I start? Do you know what? Try some food. We're foodies in our family. You, everybody who knows us really well would know there'd be something about food. Try food you've never tried. Oh, I don't want to. No, try it. Try some really odd food. Try it. Because what you're doing is, it's just not, I'm just trying food. It's actually like, this is new. I don't really know whether I'm going to like this. You're pushing in. Why not engage in a new experience? It could be something as simple as riding a bike. It could be going to a gym class. Oh, everyone's going to be looking at me. Go to that gym class. 
it could be just do something risky. I know there's some risk takers here, so I want to be to you. Maybe you need to do some parachute dives. Maybe you need to climb a mountain. Maybe you need to do something. Maybe it's time to do that, that um, business. You need to do something to get this fearless muscle working. Maybe you need to stand up for yourself. Maybe you're the doormat in your family and in your workplace. Now is the time to stand. Not be nasty, be kind, but maybe it's time to stand up. And can I be really honest with you? Some of you need to get rid of the toxic relationships. Maybe now is the time that you're not fearful of what people will say and you say, enough's enough. So here we go. I've got four very quick points. How to become fearless in a fear-filled world. You don't have to be a straight-A student or someone who communicates perfectly. You may be foul-mouthed and uneducated like the disciple Peter. But when God changes you and his glory rises upon you and you stand up and preach... 3,000 people get saved. Acts 2, 14 to 51. Who would love that? Who would like to get three people saved? Come on. Do you want to? Do you want that boldness to see people saved? You You raise your hand now. Do you want that? Do you want the power? It doesn't matter if you're uneducated. It doesn't matter at all. It is the power of God. There is a song by Brandon Lake, who's from um, Elevation Church, and I think he's got his own label now. And it's called Fear Is Not My Future. And I want to speak to over all of you. Fear is not your future, okay? Look me in the eye now. Fear is not your future. The lyrics go, fear is not my future. You are. You are, you are. And for anybody who doesn't answer, the you are is Jesus. So fear is not your future. It's nobody's future. You have done nothing to deserve fear, okay? It has not come from God. It is not a punishment for something you've done. It is not your future. And can I say, fear is not your inheritance, okay? It is not in the inheritance of Jesus. We need to rebuke it. We need to get rid of it. As born-again Christians, it is not in our inheritance at all. Refuse to have fear in your life. Can you do that? Start refusing to have fear in your life. So number one, acknowledge fear and run to it. (gasps) Run to it? And I meant to hide behind. No, run to it. Run to it to deal with it. It's so easy, isn't it? I can be a bit like that, like, oh, I'm just going to hide here for a little while. But no, run to it and deal with it. Examine yourselves. It's easy to make excuses to cover up fear. Oh, I don't ride. I don't drive on the motorways. <laughs> the car's too, too, too old. That's why. It's not, no, 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 it's not fear at all. Um, no. I don't actually speak in a small group or do the prayers because there's other people. I'm giving them a chance. (laughs) You know, you know the excuses because I tell you why I know, because I've done it before. I've made the excuse, but oh no. 
And I can remember one time, and Pastor Julian might not remember this, he rang up to get my husband to do the offering, and I argued with him for about five minutes. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, I'll get Greg. No, 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 it's actually you. No, no, Greg's just here. I'll get Greg. I'll get Greg. Yes, yes, you want him to do the offering, don't you? Yes, 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 yes. And I really, in the end, no. I want you to do the offering, Sally. I so tried to get out of that first offering. But you know, if I had, I probably wouldn't be standing here today. Maybe it's, oh, the timings aren't right to launch my business. Oh, 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 my boss hasn't been in for a while and he looks a little bit angry today. So I'm not going to ask for that promotion or tell him. No, it's fear. Stop it. It's fear. It's fear that's ruling your life. It's fear that's stopping you doing what you should do. It's fear. Those are excuses. So plan your victory. Take small steps. Maybe it is just saying, oh, to your boss, I need some time with you. Can, have you got any time this week? Because I need to talk to you. Maybe it is a small, going to your small group lead and going, do you know this week, can I lead the prayers? Is that okay if I lead the prayers? You just little steps because you're coming out of fear. You're coming out of fear. Some of you all run out of fear. But some of you, and I can be a bit like that, are going to take small steps. But it doesn't matter because you're all getting out of fear. And that's the most important thing. Number two, check your words. Say words that create, not defeat. Okay? Do not have... Fear in your vocabulary. Oh, I'm really fearful of that. Oh, no, I can't do that. I'm fearful. Oh, that really scares me. Oh, I don't know. You start creating. You're starting creating around you this fearful atmosphere. And you're not, you're not being fearless. So make sure what you say. I let somebody read my um, preach, and they said to me, I don't think people are going to get this bit. So what I need to tell you first of all is there was this sitcom in the 90s called Only Fools and Horses. So you do know. I knew you would know. They say, I don't think the church will know who that is. Do you remember how Del Boy used to go, next year, Rodney, we'll be billionaires. <laughs> he was creating. He was creating those words. And I know that's a really silly example, but he was creating next year. What are you saying is going to happen next year? Oh, next year, I'm going to be a small group leader. Next year, I'm going to have my own business. Next year, I'm going to see my family saved. Next year, I'm going to prophesy over people in my small group. Next year, I'm going to do Leadership Academy because I'm going to become a leader in Citygate. What is your next year? And then the third one, and actually the band can very slowly, if you want to start coming up, that'd be great. They're going to help me. Remember who you are and whose you are. You're Jesus's. If you're a born-again Christian, you're Jesus's. That's who you are. You're in the bloodline of Jesus. And I don't know if you've ever heard this phrase said, but when you can be really in fear, your blood runs cold. And you go, oh, my blood's got cold. And that's that fear moment. Do you know what? You can't, that shouldn't be happening to you guys. Because your inheritance is that you're in the bloodline of Jesus. And if I'm right, the bloodline of Jesus means the blood of Jesus is all over you. Which actually means there's love in you. There's power in you. You're not that excited, guys. Come on. 9.30. 
There's love, there's peace, there's joy, there's boldness, there's courage, there's fearlessness in the blood of Jesus, which is running through your veins this morning. That's your inheritance. It says in 2 Corinthians 3.12, Fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Do you know, fear of man and what man says and what man might think and what man wants you to do, I could go on to it, is a snare. Now, if I have a snare around my ankle, I can't move. Some of you are snared. And I say that, with great love because I know that this morning you can choose to that snare to be broken over your lives. Just as you saw Peter from that scaredy pants to that bold, courageous, fearless man speaking and seeing 3,000 people um, saved. You too can do that. 2 Corinthians 3.12 says, and I love this, since we have such a hope. Anyone here with hope? Really? Are you sure? I can't see many hands. Have you got hope here? Right, you're ready for the second part. Since you have such hope, we are very bold. So hope and boldness and fearlessness go together. As you have hope in Jesus, you will be fearless. And the last one is, Remember what he has put inside you. God's put a seed inside of all of you. You're fearfully and wonderfully created. There is a seed in each one of you. And that's to, that seed is your purpose, your destiny, what he has there. And it's everything that you need. Now, I am a bit of a gardener. My husband's more of a gardener. I take a lot of the, we made did this, we, and it's not always we, it's him. But I'm going to, I'm a bit of a gardener. And although I couldn't tell you what seed is what seed, if somebody put lots of seeds, I'd be like, mm, <clears throat> I think that might be, a, is that a pumpkin? Is that this? What I do know, that in that seed, there is everything that is needed. So as you plant that courgette, inside that tiny little seed, there's everything that's needed to make the stalk, the leaf, the fruit. It's all in there. What about a seed from an oak tree? As you plant that, that's going to grow because it's everything in that seed is to make that oak tree. Everything inside all of you is your, hope, is your ministry and your destiny. In there, everything, everything you need. There are no excuses. Everything that you need to be what those whispers God has called you to be. Today we're talking about fearlessness. To be fearless, there is a seed in you. You don't need to be fear-filled anymore. And I just want to speak to a certain people here. In Egypt, in the pyramids, they found some seeds. They were 4,000 years old. They were wheat seeds. And somebody thought it'd be a good idea, maybe just to plant some, just see what would happen. And do you know what? They grew. They grew, they grew. And you're thinking, where's she going with this? It's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. You at the back, it's not too late. You over here, it's not too late. The seed will still grow. 
In Ephesians, it says, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fill the destiny, destiny has given each of us. You've got destiny, people. We are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny. You have a destiny and the good works we would do to fulfil it. This morning, this morning, I want to call those, I want to call those who feel I've been snared by fear. For those who think, yep, that's it. I have a destiny and I have a purpose and I'm doing it. I might think I'm too late, but Pastor Sally said I'm not. That seed's going to grow again. I'm calling you right now. For those who feel that you haven't got an inheritance, yes, you have an inheritance. I'm calling you as well. I'm calling every single person here who said, I've had enough. I want to be bold. I want to be courageous. I want to speak. I'm calling you and to do something. I'm going to ask you to do something. We can't get you down the front. I'm going to ask you to raise your feet now. If you want to break free of fear, if you want to be fearless in a fear-filled world, I want to ask you to stand to your feet right now because I believe Jesus and it's only Jesus who can do this and you can choose to do it. I'm going to ask you to raise your hands because I think the power of the Holy Spirit is going to come. Things are going to be broken off lives this morning. You're going to know a difference from today. Today is a day where you say no to fear and yes to fearlessness. Father God, right now I talk to every person standing and every person online and I just declare fear is not their inheritance in Jesus' Name. Fear is not their inheritance. I declare over them fear is not their future. I declare over every single person that they will know that they know that fear is not their future. Right now I speak, Father God, to those who feel snared by fear. They've captured by fear. I thank you, God, that you say you do not give us a spirit of fear. And right now I come in the power of the Holy Spirit and I break those bondages. I break the power of that fear over people's lives. I pray right now in Jesus' Name that people will break free, break free in love, break free in joy, break free in peace, break free in courageousness, boldness. I pray, Father God, that You are a good Father and I thank You for the all You've done. But Father, we just declare right now that we are a fearless people in Citygate Church. We are fearless in all we do. And let's praise Jesus. today. Very conscious of that. That was incredible word, Sally. Incredible word. And Sally's prayed and we've amened. But we got to start to declare some stuff in this place out of our own mouth. Come on, every hand raised up. I want you to, I want you to speak out of your own heart right now. Come on, there's a spirit of faith in this place. Declare this out in Jesus' Name. Come on, declare it out in Jesus' Name. 
Come on, you got to declare it like you're speaking to a spirit of fear. In Jesus' name, I declare, I have a spirit of faith. God has not given to me a spirit of fear. Therefore, I refuse fear, stress, worry, anxiety. Fear is not my inheritance. I am redeemed from a spirit of fear, from the effects of fear. I will not fear my future. My future is in the hands of Jesus. I do not fear tomorrow. My steps are ordered by the Lord. I have a spirit of faith. I will not fear mountains. They will move before me. I will not fear sickness. For by His stripes, I was healed. I will not fear financial problems because by faith, my God is my provider. I will not fear the lives of my children because all my children are taught of the Lord. I believe, I receive the love of God in all areas of my life which casts out fear. Fear, I resist you. Get out of my life, out of my marriage, out of my family, out of my health, out of my finances. I am bold. I am courageous. I am confident. I am victorious. I am a child of God, redeemed from fear, redeemed from sickness, redeemed from financial lack. I have a spirit of power, a spirit of love, a spirit of a sound mind. Fear is under my feet. I stand on the neck of every plan and every purpose of the enemy to steal, kill or destroy. I am free from fear. Let's give a shout of praise, I believe.
about a father. On this Father's Day, I had a great dad. He was a good father. But I know a perfect father now. I know a perfect father who never leaves me, never forsakes me. He's always with me. He knows the best things for me. And sometimes when I want things, I don't get them because they're not right for me. He just knows me better than anybody else. That's my Father God. And my Father God sent His Son to die on a cross for me, for you. And as he died on that cross, he said, it is done, it is done. And that relationship is back between Father God and us. If you want a relationship with this Father this morning, and I'm talking maybe to you, maybe you've known him before, but now this is this great time for you to get to know him again. I'm in a minute, I'm gonna ask you just to do one simple thing is raise your hand. We've got some lovely Connect team here who will find you and they will give you a Bible. And then if you want to talk or pray with us afterwards, that'd be absolutely amazing. But this Jesus died on a cross, but He didn't stay dead. This morning, I can tell you He's alive. He's alive. And that's the Jesus I follow, He's alive. And He wants the best for you. You've heard me preach. You've heard me hear stories about my life and how Jesus has stepped in at some of the most awful times in my life. He's stepped in in some of the best times of my life as well. Because He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. But you know, this morning, He wants to know you. And all you need to do is say yes to Jesus. Maybe it's hard. Maybe there's that feeling sticking in your throat like, yes to Jesus. Do I want to? That will be the best decision. It was the best decision I ever made. I often say that before I knew Jesus, I saw through grey. Everything seemed grey. When I got to know Jesus, I saw colour and I saw the brightness of the day. I saw creation and how He made creation, how He put a seed within me for a destiny and a purpose. And then I suddenly saw how He has made my journey and how the prayers around me has put me through the journey. Yes, sometimes I have good days and bad days, but you know, He's always with me. So right now, with every head bowed, I'm gonna ask that question. Does there anybody here want to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Saviour? And just put your hands up very quickly. I think we can see the hands. There's hopefully people at the back. Thank you, I see your hand. Once you've seen your hand, you can put your hand down. I know there are other people here. Maybe you're still thinking about the fear, but I tell you, if you wanna walk a fearless life, you need to do it with Jesus. And so whether you're here and you've taken my preach on board, the thing I want you to take on board more than anything is Jesus. So one more time, I'm gonna say, put your hand, if you want to know Jesus, just put your hands up very, very quickly and say yes to Him. It'll be the best decision that you do. I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. So we're all gonna pray together and the salvation prayer should come on the back. That's lovely. And let's all do it together. You ready? As we just remember what Jesus, remember that time when we all said yes to Jesus. This is that time, just remembering when we did it. Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me and you showed this by sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I give my life to you and turn away from my old life. I receive you as my Lord, Saviour and friend. Amen. Thank you.